My name is Eric McCoy, and this is the show of controversy. <laughs> it's debates, right? Looking to walk a mile to in the shoes of those with the wrong size sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm here with my good friend, Lona Curie. That's right. I'm Lona Curry. I'm the transgender mentor, and I'm again honored to be here with Eric McCoy on this awesome, awesome, you know, walk a mile in my shoes episode. We're going to take, go from one extreme to the other. But first, I yes. got to say, man, I'm loving your fashion statement. Oh, I'm yeah. loving this new merchandise. Say, this is again high as fuck. Right, but doing it clean. Doing it clean. But we kept it kind of clean, you know, on yep, here. Didn't, yep. didn't didn't do the yep. as fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's rated PG thirteen. So you correct, did. absolutely. I'm loving that merchandise, man. And I know we got a lot of cross watchers here too. So make sure we all know how to get us one of those dang. Absolutely. Shirts. Yeah, you can always go to my website. We'll we'll point that out at the end. Good deal. Okay, so. <laughs> With so many topics that are difficult to walk in, um, I decided I wanted to look into a debate that falls within, actually, ironically enough, last week's episode, as we talked about abortion, yeah. not the topic, but instead many that oppose abortion, right, as we talked about, support yeah. this topic. Absolutely. And the term pro-life has, <clears throat> according to this, limited meaning and probably really is the wrong identification when you compare it with the topic of today. Yeah. <laughs> what is pro-life? You know, just as we said last week, it means for life. Yeah. Before birth, but mm. we don't care much about after you're born. I That's think, right. I mean, That's right. <laughs> so when it's abortion, <laughs> it's they support life, but in other cases they support death. Turn them and burn them, baby. Yes, we are speaking about the death penalty, which <laughs> is going to be the topic of the day. Now, I want to do something, and I think this is very funny. I want to begin with something. I want to show you a quick video of a guy. His name is Professor Robert Blecker, who mm. supports the death penalty. He's going to discuss the reasons why and a brief argument he has for those that oppose the death penalty in possibly executing someone that is innocent mm. take a mm. look at this that some people simply deserve to die and we have an obligation to execute them so in a word why do i support the death penalty in a word justice in three words they deserve it executing the innocent we do not know for a fact that we have executed even one innocent person we suspect we have. We probably have. Many fewer than the abolitionists claim, but we probably have. I don't know who it is, but it's horrifying that we have, if we have, and we probably have. <laughs> if we have, we probably have. Maybe we have. We could have. <laughs> <laughs> but we did but maybe we didn't but, but, but if possibly. we did they deserved it right who's on first well maybe no what's on second <laughs> no who's on third <laughs> that guy was awesome wasn't he freaking awesome i love that <laughs> so oh gosh okay so pro-life and pro-death seem to contradict i think within the wording itself <laughs> 
But the death penalty, just like abortion, is political. Very much so. And obviously within the realms of religion. And on the political side, I know everybody always throws this out as, you know, probably slamming Republicans. I'm going to slam a Democrat here. Mm. And actually our president, currently Joe Biden, and as a result of his 1994 crime bill. (laughs) Now, of course, he's also switched arguments, just like most politicians do. Right. But I want to show this to you real quick. And to me, this bothers me a little bit. So take a look at this. The president's death penalty proposals, and I might add, Biden crime bill is before us, calls for the death penalty for 40, 51 offenses. A wag in the newspaper recently wrote that something to the effect that Biden has made it a death penalty offense for everything but jaywalking. The president's bill calls for the death penalty on 46 offenses. The difference is negligible. Yet let's put it in, I am a a supporter of the death penalty. I am a supporter of the death penalty without the racial justice provision in it. I think it's better with it, but I'm supported without it in it as well. So he is a huge, mm. was, he was yeah, a huge supporter of the death penalty. Now, of course, as he became president and the Democratic side, he's got to yep. change his tune. Compromise. Yep. <laughs> got to compromise. Yeah, I found that really interesting, though, that he didn't even really dispute the argument that every, that they put that he wants the death penalty for everything right. except jaywalking. <laughs> right. It almost seemed like he, he wore it as, you know, as a as a cloak of pride almost, you know, yeah, as if that was. That's, that's weird. I mean, that, it, it is. I, now, again, there's so many politicians do support it, you know, and it is, you know. Obviously, you know, the 1994 crime law had provisions with the Federal uh, Death Penalty Act. And this actually expanded federal law to make 60 crimes, including Mm -hmm. drug crimes. that do not involve homicide eligible for the death penalty. You know, crimes could fall. Typically, they fell under three broad categories, right? Homicide offenses, espionage and treason. Mm-hmm. non-homicidal narcotics offenses. How do you justify that, though? I don't know. I mean, you know, the argument has always been that, you know, if you're, you know, selling drugs, you potentially could be killing people. Possibly. I mean, I was a drug dealer, you know, back in, back in the day. And, right. you know, I did the drugs, of course, that I was selling. So I knew exactly what I was giving people. Right. Right. I wasn't, you know, the guy that's going to high schools and freaking recruiting people to, right. I mean, everybody that, and typically everybody I know that, you know, you're selling to people that are already doing it. Correct. And you're doing it to make money to support your habit. To support your habit. Well, well, my argument with that, with the, with the first part though, is we don't hold say pharmacists, or doctors to the same level because they could potentially be selling people, you know, drugs that obviously addict them and obviously could harm them. I mean, people die from 
from pharmaceutical drugs every single day. Well, there is uh, there is um, some changes within that. There actually was a doctor out in Los Angeles who had an impact. Jody Barber, a good friend of mine, she did uh, a couple documentaries. Her son died at nineteen mm-hmm. on their on their couch yeah, at home. Wow. Uh, she did a documentary called Overtaken and Overtaken Two. Mm-hmm. Where are they now? And it, the doctor was not somebody directly that her son was seen, but mm-hmm. friends of hers was seeing this doctor and they were getting Opana, uh-huh. which is one of the most powerful opiates. Right. And right. so her son though was seeing another doctor who I had actually done an investigation on myself. And uh, so he was on like Seroquel. I think he had, was getting an opiate from him. He was on a whole cocktail of medications. And then he, he got a Opana from his friend, apparently, Um, this doctor in Los Angeles ended up getting, um, charges and actually convicted and sentenced to life in prison. So, I mean, the reason that I say, and maybe we should do a show about this, but the reason that I say good in that situation is that people go to school to become doctors and we go in as, as people without that education and asking for help asking for help yeah now you know i'm a person yeah i love when people they do give the argument and i get it well you got you all choose to do that and and that is there's truth to that there is truth to that but the point is is i didn't get addicted to opiates because i began using heroin i Mm. became addicted to opiates unknowingly for myself i had no idea that these were addictive, had no idea what was fixing to happen to my life. Mm-hmm. Once I stopped taking them, I trusted the doctor. Absolutely. And then the next thing I know, I'm sick. And at the point that I'm sick, I still don't even know what I'm going in and asking him for. And then he obviously knows something I don't know. And he yanks so for that, that's the reason that I would I would say good because that's different than Joe Blow drug dealer on the street. Absolutely, you know. Well, because it's not somebody that's uh, you know taking money to support a habit. I mean, Absolutely. unless they're taking it too. I don't you know, but you know Absolutely. they typically make enough money to where they don't need to do something sure. like that. And sure. yeah, I mean it's strictly for money. You know, for those absolutely, people. absolutely. The other part, the big part, and I, and I want to talk about this briefly, and then, then we'll kind of come back to this at the end, but I wanted to mention something. So two verses in the Bible, right? And this is, again, when we look at it from the biblical standpoint, you know, are most often used by the Christians, again, who support right. the death penalty, right? which of course, as always is within the Old Testament, right? <laughs> the first is Exodus, Exodus 21, 24, which basically lays out the Old Testament rules that govern personal behavior. And we didn't discuss this with abortion, but it's used in that argument also, right? If people are fighting, they hit a pregnant woman, she gives birth prematurely, but there's no serious injury. They must be fined, right? Whatever the woman's husband demands and then the court allows. But if there's serious injury, you are to take life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand. Foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, (laughs) bruise for bruise, right? Yeah. And so, you know, pro-choice and pro-life both use this argument, though, 
right? Referring to serious injury. Is it, yeah. and this is the argument, is it the baby or is it the mother? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the pro choice people can use that argument by saying that if, you know, if, you know, that, that the baby is a possession basically of the mother. And typically mm-hmm. in the Bible, if you lose a possession, you're fined and you have to give something. And then if there's serious injury and portraying to the mother, then it's eye for eye, you know, kind of thing. Now, people that are pro-life say that, no, it's the miscarriage, but the baby lived, the serious injury could be related to the baby. And then it's to, you know, eye for eye. Blah, 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 so, Do you right? see how complicated this is like right yeah. now? And yet they use it so flippantly. And I don't, I bet they haven't sat down and even had a conversation like this one right. that even hashes this thing out. Yeah. Now, the second argument for death penalty support is, of course, Leviticus, right? Yes. We love Leviticus. You know, yep. we've talked about this one many times 24, 19 through 21 says again, and if a man causes a blemish in his neighbor, As he had done, so shall it be done to him, breach for breach, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. As he hath caused a blemish in a man, so shall it be done to him again. He that killeth a beast, he shall restore it. And he that killeth a man, he shall be put to death. Now, the question that I throw out is how far does the eye for an eye go? And what specifically is this referring to? Valid question. Absolutely. And so I want to bring Donald Trump into this for a second. And I have an audio. This is not actually a video, but I have an audio of Donald Trump explaining how far this can go. Mm. Is, is there a favorite Bible verse or Bible story that has informed your thinking or your character through life, sir? Well, I think many. I mean, you know, when we get into the Bible, I think many, so many. And uh, you know, people talk an eye for an eye. You can almost say that. That's not a particularly nice thing. But, you know, if you look at what's happening to our country, I mean, when you see what's going on with our country, how people are taking advantage of us and, and how they scoff at us and laugh at us and they laugh at our face and they're taking our jobs, they're taking our money, they're taking our or, you know, they're taking the health of our country, and we have to be very for- firm, and we have to be very strong, and we can learn a lot from the Bible, that I can tell you. So if somebody laughs in your face, you laugh in their face. If- <laughs> <I don't- laughs> Which he <laughs> gave a good goes, example of. <laughs> yeah, and, and so in his argument, he's kind of just going everywhere with it. Everywhere, because he never says anything specific. No. There's never, look what's happening to our country. Okay, right. tell me, what is it? Yeah, a lot exactly. of this stuff we've given away, you know, yes. it's not being taken. We've given it away. Absolutely. So how far does the eye for an eye go? Right now, biblical scholars generally interpret eye for an eye, which is derived from, it's actually derived from the ancient Babylonian code of Humurabi <laughs> as a restriction on retaliation for personal injuries. So in other words, <laughs> Only an eye for an eye. So my question, according to Old Testament rule, who would be the person offering the eye to an eye? Right. Would it be an officer in the prison, right, serving that sentence who has no connection with the person? Yeah. Yeah. I want to show you. Here's a man who hit the button for execution in a state more times than any other person. Mm. Given 17 years as Virginia's executioner, 
began October 12, 1984, with the electrocution of Linwood Briley, one of three brothers who were part of a gang that killed at least 11 people. He told Reverend Brown he wanted to be baptized, and we took him upstairs and had prayer, and the guy sung a little song or something, you know, and they baptized him. You sat there and prayed with him? Yeah. Knowing you were about to kill him? Yeah, but, you know, well, not just me, the state of Virginia was going to kill him. Understood, but you're yeah. the man who had to press yeah. the button. Yes, right. Was that hard the first time? In a sense, it was. You know, and if, if I would sit here and tell you it wasn't hard, nah, I'd be lying to you, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, it's, this man haven't done anything to me, you know. It's, it's not that I'm getting revenge on him, you know. I'm just doing what the state of Virginia wanted to do, carry out this execution. Then the question goes, right, and, I, and this is something I was thinking about. So what if the individual was actually innocent, right? right. Then would, the, would he have committed murder with his eye for an eye, meaning that he or she, whoever it would have been put to death. Right. Absolutely. Very I mean, interesting thing to think about. It's very interesting. If we're all responsible for our own sin. Absolutely. And that then, man we saw is currently a critic of the death penalty. Um, but I want to show you another video real quick. Same guy. Given switch from executioner to death penalty critic, springs in part from the case of Earl Washington, who was sentenced to death in 1984, but eventually pardoned based on DNA evidence. I would have executed him. It would have been you. Yeah. If that killer was still out there and then I took an innocent life, I'm in the same boat as predicament this guy's in. He took an innocent life. I just took an innocent life. Yeah. Wouldn't make me any greater. You didn't want to press the button for the wrong guy. Yeah. Very valid. Very valid. And that's basically just what I had said. Yeah. Completely you know, valid. Would, yeah. He, would he have to hit the electric chair? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and how many, I mean, how many times of it as we've done? I mean, barring the who's on first video we started with, that guy, <laughs> we do know that we have, Maybe. we have, well, yeah. We, we could have. Not Possibly. as many as the abolitionists say, but um, I'm going to lean over to the abolitionist side to be in agreement that we have had a lot of innocent human beings on death row and many of them that were exonerated after, you know, we're talking about 20, 25 and 30 plus years. But how many of those people died before they ever got the chance Absolutely. all because of the times that we live in where race is always i mean we always come back to the same things eric it's always religion politics and race those are the three dividers in our humanity absolutely and this is a big topic too because yes. when, when you look at you know the again 13 percent of the, the population is black people that's mm -hmm. a pretty low percentage but it makes up like almost 50 percent of people that are on death row Absolutely. Now, we're going to discuss biblical a little bit later, okay? But before, I want to look at the argument for death penalty by politicians, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and again, as we've discussed again, you know, the Constitution, right? And the idea of theocracy. Mm -hmm. And I want to mention something real, really quick, okay? So 
according to, and there's a place called the Pew Research Center, right? Which for those that don't know, is a, it's a nonpartisan organization that basically informs the public about the issues, the attitudes, and the trends that sort of shape this world. Yeah. And they conduct public opinion polling, uh, democrat demographic research, uh, content analysis, and other data-driven social science research, but they're not designed to take positions. And so according to polling, they've stated that more Americans favor than oppose the death penalty. Mm-hmm. About 60% of adults, U.S. adults, favor the death penalty for people convicted of murder. Mm-hmm including there's about 27% who strongly favor it. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's about four in 10, which is about 39% that oppose the death penalty with against approximately 15% that strongly oppose it. So based on public opinion, and we could say that within the constitutional guidelines that our citizens support this decision more than not. Mm Mm-hmm. And it should be imposed, right, by popular opinion, right? Vote. All right. All right. It'd be a law. Yeah. We could actually end with this, right? We all agree. <laughs> all right. right. All right. Now, Everybody agree. Now, I want to tell you, though, for those that agree with lock stamping executions in because of public opinion, then we need to stamp abortion as legal <laughs> because polls show almost the identical percentages, but instead the higher number saying abortion. Should be legal, (laughs) you know, according to that. And according to the same organization, right, 59% say abortion should be legal. All or most cases with about 39% think abortion should be illegal in all or most cases. So (laughs) I'm actually thinking our country supports putting people to death. <laughs> I am going to agree. We're for abortion and we're for the death penalty. That's right. right. That's right. We need That's to kill right. these motherfuckers. Yep. Every one of them, regardless. <laughs> regardless. Kids, kids and adults. That's right. right. Kids and adults. And let's don't forget the homosexuals where we let God burn them quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> let's not forget. <laughs> Yes. It's so, like divide and conquer is working. Yeah. Um, you know, the greatest issue that I have is there's no consistency. Yeah. Right. And this is where the problem, I think, with the death penalty lies, right? You've got the people that have a lot of money that can hire great attorneys Absolutely. that will not get the death penalty. Right. You're right. going to have the poor people, public defenders. Some yep. of the public defenders are racist. Yep. Love to Believe support that. putting them to death, which we yep. have seen many times. Um, and racism, again, is evident within certain places. I found a story yep. real quick. I want to show you an image. Okay. This is really interesting. It's not a video, but it's an image of uh, a case that is now being looked at to be with the death penalty being overturned because of him being Jewish and the judge not liking Jews. So as you can see, this is actually a guy by the name of Randy Halperin, who is Jewish. Now he was sentenced to death. And if you look at the areas that I sort of highlighted, he was sentenced to death for the murder of a police officer. 
And he was not actually one who was involved in the shooting itself, but he was convicted under the way the Texas law of parties, quote unquote, law law of parties, which makes accomplices equally liable for the acts of everyone involved in the felony that's actually committed. Now, the trial was presided over by Dallas County Judge Vickers Cunningham, who referred to Halperin as a fucking Jew and a goddamn kike and called Halperin's Latino co-defendant wetbacks. Wow. Right. Wow. And said that the former judge, and it even gets more interesting, had made racist, homophobic, and anti-Semitic remarks and had even set up a trust for his children, provided they married a white Christian of the opposite sex. This was a trust for them. Now, according to the court documents, his lawyers spoke with an acquaintance of Cunningham who said Cunningham took special pride in the death sentence because they included Latinos and a Jew. And he referred to his brother, who was gay, and whose partner was a black as nigger bill wow he later launched a campaign for dallas district attorney so that he could save dallas from niggers wetbacks jews and dirty catholics wow the hate that lives in one man's soul man the hate over what crazy ridiculous but that is stuff that goes on now again that's actually a white person obviously there was a co-defendant that was a black person and he also Mm -hmm. had a mexican yeah we're probably all sentenced to death absolutely because a lot of times like have we as we've talked before in you know maybe in when we did the kkk show is a lot of times that if you are a, a, a white person who's now involved in the civil rights movement, or you're involved in a case like that with blacks and Latinos, you're going to get even extra harsher punishment as well, because they look at you as a sellout of your race. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen this happen before too. I mean, where the fuck does this come from? Like, and if you look at the, if you looked at the date, it's very recent. Yes. It's not even that old. It's you know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's real that we still live here. Man. That we still live here. Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's baffling. It is. It is. It so is. If we look at the support side of the death penalty, right? They argue, number one, that it is a deterrent. Mm. Here's that argument. Having a death penalty deters people from committing crimes. I don't know that any regular human, the average human, which is who we're speaking about, would risk their life when, when that survival instinct is so incredibly ingrained and so strong. That's the foundation of my entire argument, the reason why I stay on the left-hand side. Not because I feel that capital punishment should be handed out, dished out to everyone that commits a crime. No, I'm talking about the idea that, it, in my opinion, capital punishment is a deterrent. Mm-hmm. It influences the way people behave. Look at Michigan. Michigan abolished capital punishment in 1858. Exactly. Look at the crime rate in Michigan right now. Ridiculous. Now, they, they mentioned a couple of things, right? And one was uh, Michigan. 
and mm-hmm. Detroit actually has the second highest violent crime rate in the nation. Yeah. Uh, I saw numbers on like 2015 among cities with a population greater than 50,000. Right. So, and in 2013, with only 7% of the state population, the city of Detroit had 50% of all murders recorded in Michigan. That's a big number. Yeah. It's a huge number. But I am going to throw an argument in here. The death penalty is not lowering the homicide rate. Think about it. I mean, how many people are like, oh, you know what? I would, I really want to kill that person, but you know what? I'm right. not going to because of the death penalty. Of course, when we look at a, a city like Detroit, who's been steeped in deep survival poverty, you know, I think that we're, we're looking at deeper issues. I don't know if that has anything to do with them not having the death penalty. Right. And I want to show you a graph real quick showing the differences between the states that have the death penalty versus the ones that do not. Right. Sort of argues against what this guy is actually saying. So here is a graph, um, murder rates in death penalty and non-death penalty states. Now, the darker colors Mm. are actually the non-death penalty states. So the blue is the non-death penalty and the yes, red, and is, the the, red okay. is the one. And if you look at it across the board, it's actually higher. Yeah. Without a doubt. That actually have the death penalty. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't really know the answer to the reason why, but these yeah. are, these are statistical numbers. Yeah. You know, that, that really kind of show and dispute that argument. Because again, like I said, I mean, people, you know, people don't think that way. You know, it's not yeah. like yeah. I'm not going to do yeah. drugs because it's illegal. Right. Well, it's the same thing. I'm not going to do heroin because I could overdose. Absolutely. If that worked. We would be working that. Man. Yes. I mean, we would be working that <laughs> to save lives. Yes. Don't do that. You might die. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in that, you know, in that, in that argument, you know, the death penalty does not necessarily, um, increase public safety i mean how, how yeah. really would it if the homicide rates are higher than yeah. non-death penalty right. states yeah right? yeah. Um, yeah you know one of the other arguments that people make is you know cost right and the expense of the death penalty is very high but and those again that that support you know support the death penalty basically say it's high because we keep them alive for too long for their years of appeals, which they do. I mean, if you look at a lot of the people within, um, you know, the States, a lot of them are in for like 20 years, 25 years, even 30 years in some cases, California, again, you know, put a halt on death penalties. And, you know, so we have, um, you know, big numbers, you know, people that are sitting there. And the, and the fact is, is that if you do get sentenced to death, you do get more appeals because again, and I, and I almost want to say, I agree with it to a certain extent. I don't know if it's to get as many as they get, but we want to make sure they're guilty. Yeah. There's some free men that are, that are grateful that, you know, they had sat there for 20 25 years because in that time look what happened you know they were became exonerated without a shadow of a doubt it takes you know 
and and when they were convicted, you know, let's say it took three months for a trial and that trial and the witnesses and all that can be overturned just like that when we look into DNA. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And it's I say, I mean, just like that guy said, I mean, you know, how horrible would it be to be the guy that's hitting the button? It's not the it's not the judge. It's not the yeah. freaking governor that could, you know, no. over, over, you know, take, you know, halt the execution. Yeah. It's the guy there. And how shitty would that be for later right. you to find out that, oh my God, that guy was innocent. I killed an innocent person. Yeah. That's a regular hourly employee, man. Yeah. That's an hourly employee. And, and now I that think... guy needs to be put to death because yeah. he killed an innocent person. Why is it always? Why <laughs> although, is it... although it would just take, you know, it was just in the name of his job because, right. And people would just go, oops. Oops. Exactly. You know, damn it. Oops. Yeah, we did sucks. it. Oh, man. Yeah. Shoot. Just like your cop said on that day. It happens. Oops. <laughs> so I want to propose, I want to propose a few questions here from a video. And as we've discussed before, you know, the greatest way to solve issues or to deal with issues is to sit and discuss as these people do, you know, again, mm-hmm. screaming and protesting, you know, doesn't really do much because yeah. all you're get, all you're screaming and protesting too is the honking of the horns for the people that support you. You're not Honestly, changing yeah. any opinion. No. It's not going to change no. anybody's mind. Yeah. And even sitting down and discussing doesn't necessarily do that either, but it's going to have a better right. possibility. People are listening. Yes. In this point and the yelling and all that happens. We all know that basic communication that shuts down your, you know, your logical mind shuts down. You go in defensive mode, not hearing nothing, man. Absolutely. It's an argument. It's an argument. So take a look at this video. Anyone can be rehabilitated back into society. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think this is probably the most hippie part about my whole thinking is that that unending optimism for people that I know better than to give up on someone. I agreed with the first half of the sentence, but not the second. And that I think anybody can be rehabilitated. That doesn't mean that they're going back into society. There are options for somebody to live a full, complete, life and not be a danger to society. You also have to look at it with child molestation cases. I mean, how are you going to send someone that did a crime like that that's so heinous? And it's happened many times where they release these people constantly and they're still doing the same thing. No matter how much you try to rehabilitate someone, they also have to want to be rehabilitated in order order for that to work out. That's the thing. We're assuming people don't want to be rehabilitated. That's my whole point, is that if you can believe that people don't want to be rehabilitated though, then you have to also believe the possibility that they could redeem themselves and do something amazing after that rehabilitation happened. So I like that video. I mean, again, yeah. great. These were just people yeah. down having a conversation. They're not screaming and yelling and cussing right. at each other. Um, right. And I actually, the girl that, that mm-hmm. said, agreed with the first statement, but not the second, the first part, but not the second half. Yeah. Um, I don't believe all people will be rehabilitated. Because no. again, they all actually had good arguments. You got a number sure. of yeah. has to want to. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, studies have also shown the guy brought up, um, you know, rape, sexual offenses. Um, and there's a lot of psychologists that, depending on the severity of it, don't believe that those people can't. 
Uh, well, my my issue is too. How many of those are getting? How many of those are actually experiencing execution? They're not. They're not. But that wasn't the question. You know, sure. the question in this was just rehabilitation. <laughs> but um, and the fact being is true. You know that um, even if people are rehabilitated to a certain extent, people that you know killed a bunch of people. I don't know if they should ever be free out no. on the streets, you know, no. because the argument for some is that, you know, the death penalty, if you have somebody locked up and they're no longer a danger to society, why do we have to kill them? Why is it our job to execute these people? You know, like we said in the beginning, um, before we even started taping, you know, I'm down the middle with this, with this issue in the fact that, you know, I'm scarred by the amount of, of, of racism um, that is involved in these cases in the justice system and not even just about race. I, I, I have to go back to classism. You know, it, it, it comes down to your race, you know, your identity and your class as far as, you know, poverty and wealth goes. And I think that if we took out those things and we did what we really said we were going to do, what we what we what we set out to exclaim is our country, which is, you know, justice and, and equality for all. If we really lived by that, I think that it would be a more cut and dry issue. But it's another one of those issues where how do we definitively say definitive? I am pro death penalty if I know that there are probably more innocent people dying in the hands of executioners than there are guilty. Yeah. The problem, you know, you know the thing in the studies that I've seen, and I was looking at, you know, different statistical data that, you know, depending on the locations that we're talking about, you know, you'll have, you know, a black person, for instance, that's being charged with murder. There's, all white people as a jury, you know, the, the, the um, prosecutors always going to want to, I mean, that's one of the greatest things they can do is, you know, because yeah. they have the ability to throw some people out, you know, yeah. you, you're going to, if you can get all white people in there, it's going to help the prosecution. Right. Of course. And then of course your defense attorney, you know, depending on locations where you live, they can be racist as hell too. I mean, right. there, there are definitely a lot of places in the South that, you better believe highly <laughs> dislike black people and um, will easily, you know, and then you go to the coercion factor. I mean, the police use tactics to yeah. get people ad to admit to things. Oh, yes. That they didn't do. Yes. I mean, we see story after story on this. And later it actually comes out as, yes, this did happen. You know, the story yeah. of the, uh, the Memphis three. Yes. The story of the Memphis three was a great example yes. that I don't know if you ever yes. saw the documentary yes. on that. Absolutely. But, you know, because the guy had long hair, wore Metallica shirts. It was, yep. you know, it was, it was a satanic rumored ritual. to be satanic. Yeah. They had zero proof. It was all circumstantial. Yep. How do you, how do you convict somebody and sentence them to death on circumstantial evidence? That should not even be a thing. Nope. And that's the power of fear. And that's the power of who's holding the cards, who's putting the story out. I mean, 
yeah, I remember that case. I, I, I'm sitting here without, you know, a good friend, a, a man I consider my little brother right now for the next seven years over this same exact mm-hmm. situation. You don't have enough money to to buy the attorney that will find the holes in the story. Now you've got a coerced confession, we call it. And when we send it to the judge to have it, you know, thrown out, the judge says, no, you know, you got a family name. You're I know your family. I'm going to assume that you're guilty because all the rest of your family are fuck ups. You know, that's the world we live in. So how can, how can knowing that, how can I just definitively say I am for the death penalty? Now, there are some things, man, you know, that, and I can't even say, I really can't even say, but I think that you're so right. Number one, nobody should be sitting on death row on circumstantial evidence. It's it's not enough. It's just not enough. And we are actually going to talk about this briefly on a biblical side too. And uh, this is interesting when we get to that. Let me show you the next, the next debate here. All right. uh, of questions that they put out in this. I love this video. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, it's so cool in, yeah. in how this is done. So take a love look at that. this. Everyone deserves a second chance. Personally, you know, I don't, I don't think everybody deserves a second chance, but I do believe that there are people who do deserve it. So it just depends again, like I was mentioning earlier, it depends on what kind of crime they're committing. If it's, if they killed somebody, I don't believe that they deserve a second chance, but if they did like a lesser crime, like they're stealing something from a store, like candy or something like that, or, or a TV or a bike, I, I do believe that they deserve a second chance. Here's the thing for me. This is why it gets hypocritical to me in this kind of discussion, where we all think about the other person of the victim or something like that in terms of second chances. But the whole biggest idea where we really confront this idea is if it was us. Where would I want a second chance if I knew I messed up on something, however heinous or big it was, or however small it was, I want that second chance for me. It's an interesting argument. It, yes, it is. Yes, you know, it is. I, I think about this, you know, and again, that argument was not specific to the death penalty. True. But it could be, you know, with certain aspects. But, you know, I, I think about this with me, for instance. You know, I mean, I'm a, again, I'm a six time convicted felon, but look at all of the good that I've done. Look at everything that I'm working on. Do I deserve a second chance? You know, and again, there's going to be people that say no, you know, is there a way for me to get my record cleaned, which there actually is. I haven't really done anything for it, but you know, it it reminds me of that, that argument of um, our Texas guy, (laughs) Um, Ted Cruz, you know, he he had made that comment that, you know, uh, related to getting a driver's license after having a drug conviction. Right. I don't even understand that. No. I mean, this, you know, the way some of the states are too, is like, you can't even vote if you're a convicted felon. Oh yeah. Yeah. My state's that way. And it's always easy to, it's always easy to, to have a belief system about something when you're standing on the outside of it. I appreciate that young man's issue. I mean, his, his response in that bring it back home, you know, and and you and I can understand this very well because we have made some decisions within some times where our minds were not in 
clearly working correctly and we were making decisions from a survival mentality from a, a place of pure survival in that moment you know when we have to look at human behavior we look at the way the brain works the entire nervous system you know there are certain organs in the body that that are being cut off from oxygen and blood flow because now we're in survival mode we make fucked up decisions mm -hmm all the time. And I'm not excusing people that make, you know, like why, when we, but we have to take it apart though. When we take apart child molestation, that's not a survival issue. That's mm -hmm. not a survival issue. You're not in a moment, but we can look at some fights that have gone too far and someone dies. Yeah. We look at robberies where fear is involved and one small thing happens, somebody dies. I think that it would be a completely different conversation if everybody took the stance of what if it was me yeah. and maybe you and i have that stance because we've been in this situation yeah. where we've taken advantage of that second chance. well what's funny to me and i know for years people used to talk about this and there are definitely cases but you know people like uh you know congressmen senators you know that have had duis themselves you know you think about a yeah. dui i mean dui to me is more dangerous than somebody sitting home doing drugs yeah yeah, right? absolutely. And a DUI is a misdemeanor. Sitting home doing drugs used to be a felony. It's now, yeah. you know, they changed the law. But, you know, so part, I mean, part of my felonies is just possession of, you know. Now I had things yeah. beyond that with possession for sales because I had a lot of it, you know, and other offenses. But, but um, you know, just the fact of me doing drugs is less dangerous to the public. Yeah. than somebody driving, you know, a, a drunk. Weapon. Yeah. A two-ton uh, weapon. <laughs> absolutely. And so, you know, and so to me, that's just, you know, and again, it just kind of goes back to and something we see a lot. You know, we had uh, Tony Rakakis in, in Orange County used to be the Orange County district attorney. And he was the guy that was like drug offenders, throw them in prison, lock them up, throw away the key. I mean, that was the way he was until... His son started getting arrested and his son went to prison. And then all of a sudden, you know, he started doing things a little differently. He even came and he spoke at a H and I convention, wow. you know, for, and the, you know, H and I being mm -hmm. groups that go into places where people can't get out to go to meetings. And I actually spoke at the same meeting with him, um, which was a whole wow things set up to where I actually went to lunch with him. We talked, I told him my story. Um, and he talked a little bit about my story when he was up there. And then I kind of went in, went up after him, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'll tell you, it was really funny too. Cause you know, it's one thing about, again, telling a sponsor, your life story, try telling the freaking orange County district attorney, <laughs> Hey, your, your freaking yeah. life story, right? Yeah. You, you walk away yeah. from that and you're like, damn, you know what? I got nothing to worry about now. I mean, it's fucking out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I felt that way talking yeah. to our attorney general, you know, it's just like, well, <laughs> yeah. See what happens here. Yeah. It's get all the, out there now. Get the story out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I believe in I believe in the second chance. I mean, yeah, man. You know, again, now I don't necessarily believe it. You know, if you're looking at it from people that commit murder, you know, things that are of those types of offenses that are heinous in terms of the second chance per se of okay, we're gonna let you free. Right. Maybe a danger to society, you Correct. know. Correct. But yeah. 
does it have to be the death penalty? I mean, that's right. kind of the argument there. Well, I mean, and we, when we talk about murders, I think we should be, be completely clear of it, too, as in like, you know, like we're talking like a serial killer. At that point, you're talking about somebody that, you know, has a complete mental disorder at this point. Like yeah. that's not somebody who's going to have the second chance. This is definitely deeper. We're talking about pedophiles definitely yeah. deeper we're talking about yeah. murders that are pre-planned you know these things deeper we're yeah. talking about a, a homicide that 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 happens in in the commission of another felony you know again that do they necessarily even have to be free to get that second chance no you know and they saying? don't i mean and again yeah. i mean you know there's people that are in prison that are going to be there for life that are actually doing good things you absolutely know? um working absolutely. on themselves they're helping people yeah. in prison they're some are writing books i mean you get yeah. you know i mean all kinds of stuff that you know and people you know um have turned their life i had a i had a client who years ago and he was given a second chance per se um and this was for uh, attempted murder um, but he was in a gang and, uh, at 17 years old, he shot a, uh, ec- uh you know, a gang of their rivals mm-hmm. shot a guy in the head and, uh, he survived. So it was actually, you know, attempted murder. Um, he was given 15 to life. He was charged as an adult because of the type of crime it was, um, and he was given all kinds of enhancements, gang affiliations and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so parole had actually contacted us at, at the rehab I was working for. And he was, he had been in for 17 years. Um, they decided they were going to let him go. And he was one of the best clients I've ever freaking had. I mean, he was motivated. He was, he was, you know, he actually ended up going back to college. He got a degree, wow um, in business, you know, and, uh, and he was doing great things, you know? And so here's a guy that, you know, went in as a fucked up individual, you know, obviously, I mean, shooting somebody in the head yeah, just for being a, you know, a rival. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, but then going to prison and, and deciding while in there, he's like, you know what, I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And he could have done life because he was sentenced to 15 to life. And a lot of cases when people are sentenced to that type of effect, that type of that length of time with Mm -hmm. life at the end of it, some of them never get out. Now I'm going to show you another video uh, that we're going to discuss here briefly. If someone genuinely apologizes for a crime, their punishment should be reduced. There's no way of validating an apology. I mean, like, yeah. how do you know if they're apologizing, they're lying? You know, exactly. that happens a lot. I mean, there are people who seem so genuine and yep. behind, you know, behind their eyes. They're not, yeah, you don't they're know. not yeah. truthful. Let's just say a gang on gang violence. Just say that a gang member did a hit on a house of a leading gang, opposing gang member and their family. Just say, well, a shooting, he killed three people. What do you think on that? Well, you know, I kind of got to agree. I mean, if you, <laughs> you don't really know, you know, you never really know. How do you make a decision like that? You don't. And that's, yeah. and that's a tough one. I honestly, yeah. the way you do know is through their behaviors. That's it. You know? And that's it. That's really, truly it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, one way that I think would be really, you know, uh, 
if anybody was interested in doing that is that, you know, if you sentence, if you convict somebody before you sentence them, give it a couple months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, obviously they'll be able to observe them and see how they're doing. If he's in custody and stuff like that, Yeah. because words mean nothing. And we know this, you know, yep. words mean nothing. Yep. It's our actions that, yep. you know, show <laughs> our yes. sincerity of, of things. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And it would take time. I mean, you're right about the couple months kind of a thing, because anybody can pull it together and be sincere for two weeks, three weeks. But we're talking about when that wears off and your guards down, what's your true intention? You know, we go through that in the recovery you know, world when we come out and scream, we're clean, we're clean, we're clean. And, and you know, people don't want to hear it. You got to settle in. You got to get humble, settle in and, and let your actions speak. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Okay, now I want to now I'm going to throw one out there that's going to be really interesting. <laughs> if someone were to kill your mother, would you be able to forgive that person? No. Eventually, eventually, it'd be the, hard. The question was it'd with time. Though. Anyone could. It, yeah, well, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes with it, uh, sure with time. Unless you've really experienced something like that you won't know yourself really. You, you only know what you feel right now, but unless you were in that motion where it did happen, that, that, that mentality, you don't, you don't know. Way to traumatize people with that question. Oh, oh bro. Okay, so somebody killed your mother. <laughs> Would you be able to forgive them? <laughs> well, you know, had, had that question come to me when I, I assume I'm, you know, that young kid's age, you know, the, the guy in the suit who just immediately says no, I probably would have said no to then, but I would have to go along the lines with the other guy. At, the, at this point, what I understand about forgiveness and what that actually means, I'd have to say, yes, yes, I would. Um, and I don't think that it would necessarily matter whether, you know, I guess just knowing what I know about forgiveness and the importance of it, I don't think it would really necessarily matter if that person was killed you know what i'm right. saying like right. like that would not be the thing that that would say okay well i can forgive him now right he got the same thing you know sure it would hurt and i appreciate the young guy who says eventually because that's right. a real answer eventually i think so too you know and and so and this is where i think it, it's going to be interesting and i want to go into the biblical thing now right and so I want to look at, first of all, I want to look at pro-death penalty in the Bible, okay, and numerous verses within this, and one being Genesis 9-6, whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God has God made man. Mm. And so therefore, since we are made of God's image, we're obligated by God to shed another man's blood for retribution, right? That's what it says. Now, the law, as given to Moses on Mount Sinai, mm -hmm. ordained execution for several offenses. Murder, right. striking or cursing a parent, kidnapping, adultery, incest, bestiality, sodomy, rape, of a betrothed virgin, <laughs> witchcraft, incorrigible delinquency, 
breaking the Sabbath, blasphemy, sacrificing to false gods, oppressing the weak, and then other various transgressions. And so if this is the case, should we be sentencing all of these crimes to the death penalty? Especially if we're going from the biblical side, right? If we're going from the biblical side and we say oppressing the weak. We're all dead. We're all dead. We should all just be <laughs> executing each other, right? <laughs> Especially um, our politicians and, you know, those in power oppressing the weak. That's, that's, the, that's the most interesting one to me, oppressing the mm-hmm. weak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oppressing the weak. And then, of course, you know, the, the big question, a lot of people bring this up, too, is like, you know, who determines what is the that's worst the of the worst? Yes. Yes. And so Romans 13, one through seven, Paul calls his readers, right, to submit to the authority of civil government, reminding them that if you do wrong, be afraid. For he, the authority of the uh, government, (laughs) does not bear the sword for nothing. Right? Mm. Yeah. If you kind of go back to um, a little bit, you know, the government is corrupt. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And, and of course, have many personal agendas, right? To have them decide who is put to death and who is not put to death, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, who determines the worst of the worst? When they're standing in yep. as the worst of the worst. Yep. Numbers 35, 33 says the blood of a murderer victim pollutes the land a pollution that has to be cleansed by the death of the murderer so if the murderer could not be found an animal was to be sacrificed to god to purge the community of guilt that's deuteronomy also right Mm. now we come to against the death penalty which People always seem to leave out and forget. Always. They always seem to forget the this this guy called Jesus. Always, always. But yet, they they say you got to believe in Jesus to be saved. But they don't but know. Then what after he did. that, no, they don't know what he and said. Then after that they don't talk about him anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, Christ's death on the cross ended the requirement for blood. Blood sacrifice, right? So the sacrifice of Jesus, the Lamb of God, replaced the sacrifice of animals. Therefore, his death made it unnecessary to execute murderers, right? Exactly. To maintain human dignity and value because the crucifixion forever established the human value. Right. Right. Hebrews 9.14, right? says, how much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciousnesses from acts that lead to death so that we can serve the living God? But if we go by that, we cannot scare or control other human beings. Absolutely. If we live by that, we cannot... Yeah, because Christ's teaching emphasizes forgiveness. Yes. Willingness to suffer evil rather than resist by force. Yes. 
Now, the, and probably, of course, the most compelling arguments against capital punishment are the examples of the criminals who were not executed, such as Cain, Moses, and David. Yeah. Not only did Jesus refuse to condemn the woman caught in adultery, mm-hmm. but what did he suggest? That only those without sin were qualified to perform the execution. So those That's without right. sin shall cast the first stone. And Jewish interpretation of Old Testament law reflected a great reluctance on the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And circumstantial evidence wasn't a part of it. And they actually required two eyewitnesses, numbers 35, right? Had to have warned the accused that he was about to commit a capital yes. crime. Yes. And so if the two witnesses, if their testimonies differed, the accused was acquitted. Right? Yep. Men presumed to lack compassion could not rule on a capital case. Mm. And that is the way it should be. Yeah. And Romans 13, right? Probably comes closest to speaking of the state's authority to execute. But specifically, and it refers to the state's authority not their obligation right. to execute. Mm. And this is consistent with the position that states are permitted, not mandated or prohibited, okay. the yes. use of that sanction. Right? Yes. Yes. So well, here's, what, here's what's very interesting. And this was really cool because Morella actually did a lot of, a lot of this information that she, she researched for me. Thank her for being our new research assistant. Oh, she's, she's been quite amazing. qualified. Yes. So what conditions, right, does the scripture give before the state can exercise capital punishment? And here are some of the principles that are drawn from the Mosaic laws, right, and their procedures. Okay. And the first one is, is proportionality, right? Exodus 21 to 23 to 25 is, uh, establishes that punishment must be proportional to the offense. Mm. So the extreme <clears throat> sanction of death should be considered only in the most serious offenses. And so again, you know, what yeah. is considered the most serious offense mm-hmm. is very subjective. Yep. As you know, you know, I could think that, you know, rape with murder is more serious than murdering someone that was raping you. Right. 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 Yep. And to me, a most serious offense are serial killers, probably because they seek out prey yeah. and enjoy their killings and have admitted yep. that they would kill again. And a lot yep. of them would just for sport. Yep. yep. <laughs> you know, how many on death row have killed once? Yeah. How many of yeah. them are model prisoners? And do that would be interesting. And do what they can do to better themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So do these person do these people deserve the death penalty? You know, do they deserve death if they feel remorse? Yeah. They're trying to show the world that they're better than yeah. one action that they did. Yes, they yeah. can yeah. deserve life, of course, but death. Right. Right. The Bible also requires a certainty of guilt. So before before a murderer could be executed, 
again, two witnesses had to confirm the guilt, right? Deuteronomy 17.6 and also Numbers uh, 35.30, which was a very high standard of proof. So the Bible says nothing, nothing of circumstantial evidence. Okay. Shouldn't be there. So does our government ensure that there is at least two witnesses as part of a fair trial? Two witnesses that 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 saw it. I mean, literally, yeah. they can't be circumstantial. They have right. to actually right. have, if so, if we're going biblically, right? Yeah. And then you have intent. So Numbers mm. 35, yes. 22 to 24 establishes that capital punishment could not be imposed when the offender did not act intentionally. Yes. So how many people are in death row that state death was accidental? Yeah. Yeah. And then due yes. process. Right. Several there's there's several provisions of the law that ensured that executions took place only after appropriate judicial procedures. Right. Numbers 35, Deuteronomy 17. The issue was not, it wasn't simply whether the accused was guilty, but whether he also had a fair chance to prove his innocence. Right, right. Right. This is not what is done in our system, though, right? No, and, not and at actually, all. the way, and, and you can kind of think of it, and maybe this is actually better the way our system is to a certain extent, but you know, it's the prosecutor's job to pr prove your guilt. It's not mm -hmm. your job to prove your innocence. Right. And that's the way our system is, right? But yeah, within the Bible, you know, it again, you know, it's it, you should have the fair chance to prove your innocence and then reluctance, reluctance to execute. Okay. The law may sound very bloodthirsty as it always does in the old Testament, <laughs> <laughs> but it was applied with great restraint. Okay. Yeah. Ezekiel 33, 11, right. As sure as I live, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Is that a second chance? Possibly. That sounds like a second chance. The lawgiver himself, okay, that was like reluctant to impose the death penalty, yep. preferring that the wrongdoers repent. Yes. Yes. Right. It, you know, it implies that execution should be a last resort. Yes. And Ezekiel 33 basically suggests that repentance could commute the death sentence. That's what it says, you know. And which you know. which in a which in a nutshell <laughs> seems like there's contradictory things within the Bible. <laughs> As always. <laughs> now I know there's As people that, that say there's no contradiction and they have reasons for, you know, the way this all says. Um, but but the majority of people that are using it they, to further their own agendas. They are only using one side of this. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, again, Absolutely. we could do the same thing, though, because we can basically sure. say that, you know, the last bit that we were talking about was against the death penalty. But there is also all of those statements that sort of encourage the death penalty. Well, and I don't even yeah. really think so. I think this the last you know, part that, that you were just explaining and talking about there is not even, you know, let's say pro-life and, and against the death penalty. It's basically, uh, uh, it's basically almost where we stand on it, which is 
you know, is it the last resort? Yeah. If it's the last resort, and we know without a shadow of a doubt that all of these other things are in place, all of it's been proven, the witnesses are there, you know, and all that's there, and it's a last resort, and this person does not want to repent, does not want the second chance, you know, and there we are. It even goes as far as like, you know, if you're going to use the Bible as your guide, what did Jesus okay. say? But no, thou shalt not kill. But if you've been in anger or hatred, then you have committed murder Absolutely. or you have killed. Absolutely. We've all killed then. If, you, if, you're, gonna, if you're going to go by the biblical thing, you know, we've all killed. And, and uh, you know, if you've been angry at your parents, you're to be put to death. Right. <laughs> That's right. We've all done it. <laughs> We have all done it. We're all walking dead. Is yeah. who we all are. Yeah. We you all curse, are. Curse, if you have oppressed the weak, we all have, in one way or the other. Yeah. We all death. have. It's death. It's all death. It, it's all death. <laughs> walking dead. We're the walking dead. So I've decided, right? Uh-oh. I believe in Jesus and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going by Jesus. I'm going with Jesus. Right. I'm going to stick. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of moved away from the Old Testament because yeah. uh, he moved away from the Old Testament, too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. And so all of these rules of sacrifice and killings and all this kind of stuff, um, I'm going to go with Jesus's principle. Yeah. Because he's like the son of God, too. So, yeah. I'm walking with Jesus myself. Yeah. 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 I think if all that other was working, then we wouldn't even know Jesus. Would we have needed Jesus? No. Because right. Jesus so it wasn't was love. Love. He was absolutely. love. Absolutely. I'm with, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah. I am absolutely with that. I, I, love the, I love that KKK dude that's all biblical. Yeah. You know, like, what the f- <laughs> you know, well, we're not racist, but I do want to drop a bunch of guns and, and alcohol in black communities so they can kill themselves. <laughs> right. So we don't have to do it anymore. Right. But we never did it. <laughs> but we never, you never saw us do it. Yeah. You never saw us. <laughs> and There's we no did, yeah, exactly. Didn't we didn't happen. do it because you can't find a picture. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Poor Lord Jesus. Jesus, help us. I say this all the time. Poor Jesus. Can you imagine all the hypocrites? Jesus is like, take my name out of your mouth, would you? Uh, seriously. Oh, gosh. I think yeah. poor Jesus. And I, you know, Jesus, Jesus to me showed, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, and I love it, I love it because, I mean, he, he teaches in a fashion that we can't live that way. I mean, we're not going to, but again, he teaches in that fashion to basically say, you know what, you guys are all sinners. You guys are all screwed. (laughs) Didn't use that word probably, but (laughs) you're all screwed, you know, but you know, without saying obviously that he was God, you know, but he was God in, in human flesh. And that what that's why we need him. We need him because we're never gonna make it. Right. Right. We're screwed. I mean, you know, if somebody punches you on the left side, turn <laughs> and let them punch you on the right side. You know, love your you love your enemy. What what benefit do you have of loving people that love you? Love your enemies. Absolutely. That's yeah. the work. That's yeah. the work. Of course, it's easy. Like on tonight's transgender mentor program, which we'll be doing here in just a little while, we're talking about cancel culture. 
we're talking about that same thing where we've all gotten so sensitive that we can't move outside of those that talk the same, think the same, and be the same. Yeah. But what is the what is the challenge in that? There's no challenge to love people that think like you and look like you and are like you. I mean, look, if we if we're talking biblical. And we're talking about Jesus. We got to look at the sacrifice that was made for this very purpose. And if we are not even willing, and if the Christians in the world that stand on the sides of these arguments that are so against humanity and life and love and all about judgment, if they can't understand that or see that yeah, they're missing what's the, the argument you're missing the entire point yep. the whole point it's you know? you know for me it's almost like you know don't use the bible no you know for for these no. arguments because you're 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 only taking a little piece that's what kills right. me about it you know it's, and you're yeah. taking the one that was written freaking how many you know thousands of years ago right. i don't know you know Right. And, and failing to look at the newer one. <laughs> right. Right. And that's <laughs> the, the one truth. that actually seems to be a little more important, I think. Yeah. And if the whole point of it all is to help guide souls to God, to, to Christ, to believing, yeah. then how do you think being hypocritical and, and controlling and judgmental and shameful, how is that doing that? Because there are so many people here walking around the earth today that are so hopeless because they have nothing to believe in. Yeah. Because we have generations of human beings that have taken this, this, this beauty, this gift of this word and used it as a weapon against people yeah. in order to shame them yeah. and judge them and outcast them. Yeah. You know, that to me, if we're going to talk about severity of sin, I'm going to have to venture on the side that that's going to be the one you're going to answer the most for yeah, is what did you do with it? Yep, what did you absolutely. do with it? Gave yep. you life. What did you do? Yep. What did you do? So yeah, awesome. I just keep thinking like when these KKK guys hit heaven, you know, be wearing their hoods, you know, right. <laughs> we thought, so what did wait you a do? minute. <laughs> I don't know. We, we, we hung black people. Yeah. We thought you said to do that. Somebody yeah. told us you yeah. said so. <laughs> yeah, and he said he said somewhere in there you were white. What the? Yeah, exactly. And, the blue eyes. What's happening yeah, blonde here? Blonde hair. Where are I'm, you? They're gonna be like, I think I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, I you gotta are. be in the wrong. You place. are. You're supposed to be. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna show you one more uh, one more video real quick, um, and uh, we're gonna put an end to this here pretty soon because yeah. it's so damn long with these i know we do man it's too fun not to man yeah it's too, so, it's too important not to i'm going to show you a video of a guy who supports it and then i'm going to show you a video of a guy who opposes it nice i've always supported the death penalty i've always supported the death penalty i don't even understand people that don't we have to bring back the death penalty they have to pay the ultimate price. Death penalty. Bring it forth. Now they give the death penalty where they give a slight injection so that they don't have pain when the needle goes in to slowly put them to sleep. I mean, these people have to be treated very, very severely, and they're not treated severely. Very much, very much in favor of the death penalty, especially for terrorists, 
and especially for people that, you know, killers that you see so many with the girls that are being killed and then they, they capture these guys. I am so for the death penalty. We will believe the right punishment, and we all do, for cop killers is called the death penalty. Remember the old days of deserter, what happened? Bang. He deserted. You know, in the old days, when we were a strong country, it would be boom, gone. You know, spies in the old days used to be executed. Bing, and it goes quickly, right? It's called, it's called, you're dead, treason. It's treason. You don't even hear that word. It's treason. You know, in the old days, boom, firing squad. No, it's true. That is... <laughs> You know, he actually executed, uh, I think it was 10 people during the 2000 in the uh, federal prison. Had, I'm not uh, surprised. 10, 10 people executed. Um, I'm not surprised. He's talking about the guys who get the girls and, and kills them. And I, I would ask, you know, how, how many, it's one thing to kill the bodies of a women, but, but how many women have you killed internally with yeah. the way that you treat and think about and talk about women? Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me, like, you know, you think about the death penalty. Okay. So let's say, let's say hypothetically, okay. So, you know, death penalty is good for people that extreme, you know, offenses and things like that. But do we like sit there and we cheer and she's like all the people in the background, you know, that were like, just, Your state has executed 234 death row inmates, more than any other governor in modern times. Have you have you struggled to sleep at night um, uh, with the idea that any one of those might have been uh, innocent? No, sir. I've never struggled with that at all. The state of Texas has a uh, very thoughtful, a very clear process in place of which when someone commits the most heinous of crimes against our citizens. But in the state of Texas, if you come into our state and you kill one of our children, you kill a police officer, you're involved with another crime and you kill one of our citizens, you will face the ultimate justice in the state of Texas, and that is you will be executed. What do you make of uh You know, and my thoughts I mean, like there comes the Christians. Yeah, yeah those are and the Christians. Terrible. Yeah, and it's terrible because for others that 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 say, you know, well, I I identify as a Christian. You have to say, but not that kind. Yeah. Not that kind of Christian. Right. I mean, to me, it's just like I mean, the death penalty. It's like okay, so we do it. And it's still, it's kind of like oh, that sucks. I mean, yes. I mean, is it really exciting and cool to right. put people to death? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking ping, weird. Ping, yeah. Bong. <laughs> about a deserter. He's a dra- he was a draft dodger. He was. He was a draft he dodger. Was, he was a deserter. He should have been. Oh. He should have been. Bing, bong. <laughs> and yet none of those people going, ah, even thought about that, man. Like you're a- hearing. And there's the guy standing right there. Yeah. Back it up. Back it up. I, you know, it's, I couldn't even yeah. imagine just being like the like the guy in the video that hits the button, you know, kind of thing. No, I, I don't know. Like that. I'd still just be like, dude, this sucks. You know? I know. I'm not like really I know. You know. 
Right. And let's put it down to a class system. If if we have judges that make the decision, they should be doing prosecutor. It. Exactly. Why are we handing it down yeah. to a $10 an hour worker? Yeah. Why? To take it off our conscience? Yeah, 100%. Make the decision. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because it's, we put them to death, not the Christians, though. That's right. That's right. Don't get it twisted. Don't not the get Christians. it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Uh, all right, let me show you a quick video. Reasonable people can disagree about whether capital punishment is a morally appropriate sanction for the most heinous of crimes. And our opponents uh, place tremendous value on retribution by execution. They think that is an incredible benefit. But I think when you reason about this as a public policy issue, and that's why we're here, and you look at the costs and benefits of having a death penalty versus life without parole in a maximum security prison, you're gonna reach the same conclusion that six states have reached in the last six years. The death penalty doesn't work, it should be repealed and abolished. What are the costs? The death penalty creates an undeniable and unacceptable risk of executing innocence. The death penalty does not deter. The National Academy of Sciences recently reviewed all the studies and found no evidence of a deterrent effect. And common sense tells you that, because the states that execute the most, like Texas and Virginia, do not have lower homicide rates, do not have lower crime rates than the states that don't have a death penalty. The death penalty is administered arbitrarily. It depends on the quality of your representation and who has money and your uh, uh, race often turns on, uh, often determines what kind of representation you get. The death penalty also depends on where you're tried. Uh, it's incredibly arbitrary in this sense. It's only 2% of counties in the United States that are responsible for 60, 56% of the executions, uh, of the death sentences and 52% of executions. Well, I want to say something really quick to this. You know, <laughs> listen to the arguments of Trump and I listen to that guy's arguments. I'm going with yeah. that guy's arguments because yeah. he's actually explained something. Um, I mean, the only, the only real argument that people have for the, for the death penalty, he disputed a lot of them. You know, one is cost. It doesn't. It actually costs about, I think they were saying in Texas, about three times the amount of money to sentence somebody to death versus sentencing three times versus sentencing a person to 40 years in prison. Yep. Now, a lot yep. of it, again, because of the appeals, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have the appeals because we, we want to make sure that these people are actually guilty, you know? Yeah, yeah um, we should. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. Um, and I loved his arguments because, again, it's it's so, it just varies across the board. There's no consistency. Yeah. You know, there's no, you know, do you have money? If you have money, you get the good attorney. We were mentioning yep. that earlier. Um, yep location you know if you're in a really racist place you're going to have a lot of absolutely. racist jurors i mean who else yep. are you going to have right absolutely absolutely <laughs> and and again if you do look at the numbers and i didn't get all the numbers on this but there is a huge variation again between who the death penalty is against if it's white mm -hmm. people that were killed you're more likely to be you know yeah. pursued for death absolutely Right. And if we talk about cop killers, do we hold cops in the same no. light if they kill? Exactly. We don't. 
We don't. I mean, that guy, so, one, that one guy, you know, killed somebody. I mean, he would he should he have been put to death? I mean, he killed somebody, right? I mean, where do right. they? And that's the whole thing. Like, where where do you decide? Where do you make that yeah. decision? You know, is it one person? Is it two people? You know, yeah. um, I don't know. Where, where do we step out of? It goes back to that same argument of us not realizing what it means for us to be made in God's image. We make God in our own image according to our own agendas. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be a really big policy on the side of very conservative Christians. And, and, you know, I just hate to say that, but we go all the way back to the blaming the world's problems on the devil. Of course, we have, don't have to take responsibility if, you know, the devil's wreaking havoc. You know what I'm saying? We don't take responsibility for our own stuff. So, you know, I hate to group people together because I feel like it makes me in the same way. But, you know, it's hard not to, man. Sometimes it's just hard not to when you experience more on that side. But I'm going to I'm going to agree with you, you know, as 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 this as my closing statement here is that if it came down to just arguments and I didn't have an opinion either way. And I heard both arguments on the same night. I'm gonna have to go with the last guy. Yeah, that last guy. He well, because made the more. the arguments for they're they're not really big arguments. I mean, that guy no. that guy I've you know really put thought into this and studied yeah. and things like that. Um, you know, it doesn't deter. You we know, know that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so there's you know now. Again, I, I will say, like, you know, am I, you know, for, for like a serial killer that is clearly innocent that, you know, people saw do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, things like that. Am I opposed to? I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it, uh, I get, I mean, again, I could support it in certain aspects. And yeah, and, man, know, I feel the same. But yeah. I think in general, in the big picture, I, I sort of oppose the death penalty, you know, I think that, yeah. And I'm, I feel the same. I think it's all in the way we use it. I think it would, ha it would have to be down to, it's not that I'm for or against the death penalty. I'm against the way we as a collective country use it at go. this point and in the past. And so that's where I'd stand on that. Good stance. I'm, I'm with I'm you. On that. I'm walking with you. You're walking in my shoes. Yeah, Let's absolutely. walk together, man. Let's walk together. <laughs> All right. Hey, I want to thank man. everybody for watching this. Um, this was actually a great episode. Um, absolutely. Another very controversial topic out there. So this is uh, what California looks like on the death penalty as far as race goes. So, you know, ethnicity is sort of self-reported. Black people make up about 35 percent of those that are on death row whites make up 31 percent again percentage of population of black people is much smaller than that of mm -hmm. white people um, and then here's kind of the numbers that go down so we currently have 697 uh people on death row again execution's oh. been halted so they're not actually doing it with 248 of those black 222 of those white 132 Mexican, 44 Hispanic, 37 other, whatever that means. Right. <laughs> Nine American Indian, Alaskan natives, and five Asian or Pacific Islanders. So 
Black's well, at the top of the list. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. They're always number one with certain things. Always. Exactly. Exactly. I know. It's a sad, sad. And they're state. usually the negative things. You know? Always. Always, man. Always. When is it going to change? Yeah. Wake up, humanity. I step you know, down out now, of supremacy. Now, I will say... Um, I will say in this that I obviously had did not look into those cases to mm-hmm. see, um, you know, and it could be all those blacks are crazy murderers <laughs> killed and maybe they were convicted for proof. And, and I don't know, you know, I, I obviously didn't look into that, you know? Um, so, you know, there could be a whole bunch of whites that are innocent and, you know, so it could be, but I don't know, you know, I didn't look into it. <laughs> <laughs> But I just kind of wanted to point that out just because I think that's typically across the board. Yeah. You'll probably look through most states that have death row and you'll probably look at the, at the numbers of black people. And I think blacks will be probably at the top of the list on all of them. Absolutely, man. And I tend to agree and, you know, not looking into it, we have to go to that, that place where history, you know, kind of lets us know that um, this is where we are. So, you know, I don't think we'd find much different if we dug into it. So, well, I want to thank you and everybody for watching the controversial show as we love controversy. We love to t- tap, right. tap into things that people hate. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you all have any show ideas, please make sure that you leave a comment. What would you like for us to, to look at? What, what gray issue? None are black and white, Absolutely. even though we try to treat them that way. Yep. They're all gray. What can we look into? You know, and make sure that you hit those awesome buttons down there under the video somewhere, the like, the share, the subscribe. Thank you for helping us grow on this channel. We have a lot planned for this for this little podcast and and this, and this team effort here. Yeah. So, Eric, man, thank you for all your hard work. It's yeah, always a thank pleasure, you. Man. And if anybody's interested in any of these shirts, I have a few different types of shirts that are on my website. You can go to highwallclean.org. Again, hi. H-I-G-H-Y-L-W-H-I-L-E-Clean-C-L-E-A-N.org. And I have to do that a lot of times because I'll say it and people are like trying to figure out it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Wall Clean, name of the podcast. Again, my name is Eric McCoy. I'm with Lona Curie. And thank you. And we will see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody.